What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. So today I am all by myself. Anya is not here with me because I am going to be taking you on a weekend in my life as a first year law student. So if you haven't checked it out, Anya recorded a week in her life as a first year employee, I guess, or like a postgrad employee working at a startup. So she gave you some insight into what her day-to-day life as a full-time worker, an employee at a startup. And I figured it would be fun to bring you guys along on a weekend in my life as a law student. I loved how Anya's episode came out. So I'm 100% stealing her idea because I thought it was really cool and I think it could be fun to show you guys what it's like to be a law student. I spent most of the weekend working on an oral argument that I had to give on the following Monday. And so a lot of it is me talking about how I prepared for that argument, talking about how stressed I am about that argument. I give you guys a quick update on my mental health because I know that was a big topic of discussion kind of at the end of last semester and as we've moved into this first part of 2021. So I wanted to give you guys an update. If you've ever been curious, for those of you that don't know, I am currently in my first year of law school. I go to a law school in Boston, but I am completely remote as of right now. Hopefully we're going to be in person for the fall semester, but we will see. For now, I take law school classes from my childhood bedroom. And so I take you along on what that's like And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. But before we get into the segments and the episode, we do have a very exciting announcement. So believe it or not, we are coming up to one year of starting the podcast, which is just unreal to me. I can't believe that we've been doing this for a year. It's insane. But we want to celebrate with you guys. And so we want to hear from you. We want to feature you in an episode. And so the way we are going to do that is we want you guys to send us a voice message of you answering the question, what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in the past year? I think everyone can agree that this past year has been crazy and we've all learned a lot about ourselves, about the people in our lives, about life in general, really. And so we want to hear what the biggest lesson you guys learned was so that we can have a chat with you all about what we've learned, how we've grown, how we're going to keep growing, and I think it's going to be really, really cool. So if you want to do that, record a voice message or a voice memo on your phone, and then attach the file to an email, and you can email it to us at two degrees hotter podcast at gmail.com we will have that in the description box below as well as the instructions on what to do and all that so you don't have to be you know taking notes right now but yeah we just want to hear from you guys so definitely submit those we are so so looking forward to it and if you do you might have a little something something show up if you include your address in the email obviously all addresses will be kept private we're not doing anything crazy with your address i swear we just want to send you a little gift to show you that we really appreciate you listening and you taking the time to be in an episode let's get into these segments starting with the week in my life So I feel like the week in my life segment is a little redundant for this episode. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet, as you can probably imagine by the you know premise of this episode. Spent a lot of my week working on my oral argument. That's kind of been the big thing in my life. I also am starting to think about finals, unfortunately, because those really are right around the corner. And so right now, what I've been doing is really trying to find those pockets of time, just take time for myself so that I don't experience the same burnout that I did last semester because I think once the pressure started to build my instinct was to overwork myself and while I you know obviously I have to put the work in I think that it's important for me to really hone in on those pockets of time that I have for myself and just really relish in them so that I don't feel that burnt out feeling. So that's a habit that I'm starting to get into starting now so that by the time I'm at finals, I'm set up for success in that way. And then just focusing on my oral argument, which I won't get into here because I get into it plenty in the episode. 
that's what I've been up to this week. So now let's get into my favorite. So for this week's favorite, I'm pretty sure I haven't talked about this yet, but truthfully, even if I have, it's just reiterating that I truly love it. And that's the Garnier Micellar Waters. I've used the one with the pink top and then the vitamin C one, namely. I just love them. I, you know, we're big skincare by Hiram fans here on the Two Degrees Hotter podcast. And so he recommends a double cleanse system, especially if you wear makeup. And so I really only use the micellar water on days that I do wear makeup to remove it. But I just really like how like gentle it is at removing your makeup. Um, so I normally like before I hop in the shower, which is where I like wash my face with a like actual cleanser, I will take a reusable cotton round and just wipe down my face with micellar water, get all the makeup off, and then I'll go in the shower and use a cleanser. So it's kind of like, that's like the double cleanse system. But yeah, I just, I think the micellar water is so gentle. It's never given my skin any issues. I will say with the vitamin C one, I think the vitamin C aspect is a bit of a gimmick. Like I don't really notice a difference between this one and the one with the pink lid, which I think is like just the original one. But I'm pretty sure they're the same price. So like if you want a yellow bottle, then go off sis, get the vitamin C one. I just don't think it actually has like any real uh benefits to it and i know vitamin c is kind of like an unstable ingredient so it's really hard to keep it stable in products so that it actually is beneficial i don't know you'll have to go to skincare by hiram in order to get the the actual lowdown on that so yeah definitely recommend especially if you're using makeup wipes get out of the past sister no i'm kidding i was a big makeup wipe user for a really really long time but not only are they bad for the environment because they are generating waste but they also can be really really harsh on your skin um and that's something that i've kind of learned as i've gone on my little skincare journey and i definitely don't feel like the micellar water is super harsh on my skin and the garnier one is like super affordable it's definitely less than ten dollars i want to say it's like eight or nine dollars and it lasts you forever forever so i cannot recommend it enough if you've been looking for a good makeup remover one that helps reduce waste get yourself the garnier micellar water and some reusable cotton rounds and you are golden all right now let's get in to the main part of the episode and we'll just jump right into the first clip i took we started on i don't know why i said wait it's only me <laughs> but i started on thursday because i figured four days was better than three and i know a lot of people consider thursday to be part of the weekend so i figured i'd give you a glimpse of what my Thursdays and Fridays look like as well. So let's get into the episode. Good morning, everyone. It is currently 6 a.m. on Thursday, and I just woke up. As I said, probably in the intro, I'm doing a little weekend in my life. I decided to start on Thursday just because, obviously, I think a lot of people think of Thursday as kind of the start of the weekend, and I figured it would be helpful to show you guys kind of how I unwind in those last two weekdays to get into the weekend. I will say that this weekend will probably be pretty busy for me. I have an oral argument on Monday, so a lot of this weekend is going to be spent preparing that and editing the memo that goes along with that. But yeah, this morning I'm just going to try to get some outlining done for my property class and my con law class. There's not a lot to outline and update my notes on with that, so I figured that would be an easy lift for the morning. Then I have class from 10 to 11. 12 30 i'll try to get like a little clip or something from class uh, so you can hear you know lots of fun legal jargon and yeah i probably will catch up with you guys at this point around lunchtime just so i can get some stuff done this morning get through class and then regroup with you guys from there but that's that's a scoop over here uh, last class we're saying generally you're going to want expectation because it gives you the full the full you know the full amount of, of uh, everything you would get. And we also said equitably, we've said a couple times equitably, you can choose in the alternative to go after restitution uh, or reliance, which are equitable kind of, uh, uh, sometimes they can be a little bit more like half measured. All right. Hi, everyone. It is now 1245. So I just got out of class, got a little clip from my contracts class so that you can hear, you know, all about expectation and reliance damages. Please don't ask me what those are because I need to figure that out. But yeah, so I'm currently taking a little break. I'm probably going to make myself some lunch and give myself a quick brain break from school. 
Um, I do have a few other things to do. I'm actually pulling up my to-do list right now to figure out what the heck I have to get done today. Yeah, so I still need to finish up some con law reading for tomorrow. I want to get some editing done on my memo. Like I said, it I have a memo that goes along with my oral argument, um, which is essentially like me just putting my argument in writing. And I want to continue to edit that. And then I might look into Notion. I know a few episodes back, or it might be in a later episode. But anywho, Anya mentions Notion. She kind of got her act together with Notion, and I really want to start using it because I've heard such great things. So I might try to do that today. I do have a review session for my contracts class at three, so maybe I can grab a clip of that and just give you guys a contract-filled day. But... If not, I'll fill you in on kind of what a review session looks like in law school, what the scoop is, and let you know kind of how I unwind for the rest of the day. So I will chat with you guys soon. Hello, you guys. So I really don't know how this happened, but it is now 8, 12 p.m. I really didn't mean to like update you guys a little bit before, you know, eight o'clock at night, but here we are. Um, so just to give you like a little recap of what I've been up to. I had my contracts review session at three. It ended up lasting like almost completely from three to four, which is pretty unusual. Most of our review sessions, no matter what the class, are around 30 minutes because you're really just getting like the high level rules and concepts, doctrines, whatever it may be. But we had a lot of catching up to do, as some of you may know from previous episodes. My contracts professor did have some sort of medical emergencies and isn't able to return. So we have a brand new professor and that's just been like a bit chaotic. So we haven't had a review session in a while while our lovely TA, who is like a literal lifesaver, kind of got organized on her end. So yeah, so we had that. And then I went to a course selection roundtable. So for those of you who may not be familiar with how law school courses work, your first year of law school, you are given a schedule because everyone across the country, no matter what law school you go to, takes the same classes. We all take a property law class, a contracts class, constitutional law, civil procedure, tort law, uh, some sort of legal writing course, and criminal law. So I was given my schedule from the get-go for the first year. But after that, most law schools are pretty lenient with your requirements. You're really only required to take like a professional responsibility course, which is like how to be an ethical lawyer essentially. And then like my law school has a legal writing requirement and like some experiential learning requirements, but I'm assuming those requirements kind of change depending on the law school that you go to. So with that being said, this semester is the first time that I actually get to pick classes for next fall and so there was a course selection roundtable that kind of just went through all of the different options and like I said there's a lot of freedom there's definitely recommended courses that people say like evidence for example evidence and criminal procedure actually are like the two main courses that people say you should try to take during law school even if you don't want to go into criminal law because they are heavily tested on the bar exam and are pretty complex so it would be hard to teach it to yourself as you're studying for the bar exam. So I got to go and meet the professors that teach those courses and other courses that I'm interested in. And yeah, so that ended up taking like an hour as well. And then I went on a walk because the sun finally came out and I was just needing some time out of my room away from my computer. So I took that walk and then I came back. I took a shower to continue that nice like unwinding feeling. And then I made dinner and then I started outlining. I really only wanted to get a head start on the outlining that I wanted to get done tomorrow, but I ended up just like having one of those in the zone moments where I just kept going and going and I ended up outlining everything that I needed to for my torts class. And so that's why I'm coming to you much later because I just feel like the time flew by and I didn't even realize what time it was and now all of a sudden it's eight o'clock. So I think that I'm going to put my laptop away for the day, be done with law school for the day, and just relax for a little bit. I normally like to get done with my schoolwork around 6 p.m. is ideal, 7 p.m. is probably more realistic, but like I said, I just got in the zone this this fine evening, so... Yeah, I'm going to take some time, relax. I normally go to bed at like 10 p.m. I'm going to be honest, I'm a wicked grandma, especially 
during the school year. So yeah, I'll probably just relax until I go to bed. So if I do not catch up with you guys before then, then I will see you guys in the morning and I will make sure to catch myself if I get, you know, caught up in a whirlwind of work to update you guys and let you know what I'm doing. So yeah, good night guys. Hello again. It is still Thursday and I am back and I just listened back through the clip that you just heard and realized that I never really explained what an outline was and like what I'm doing (laughs) with that. But essentially for all of your main lecture courses, so all of the courses that you take in a semester besides your legal writing class, because as you can imagine, you get assessed in that class through writing and not an exam. But for the classes that you take an exam in, um, you do what's called outlining. This is really just a fancy term for a big study guide and you put all of the information and rules and law that you learn throughout the semester into this one study guide. Um, The idea is to kind of synthesize the rules and really understand how they work together so that way you can study off of that and know how to apply the law to a new fact pattern because that's what a law school exam is. You're given like a long fact pattern of a bunch of stuff that happens and you have to figure out what laws apply, analyze them, and you know decide who prevails in the end. That's what I mean when I'm talking about outlining. I'm just doing like fancy study guiding and I am normally in the habit of doing all my outlining on Fridays. So most Fridays I don't do any reading for class or anything like that. I just spend the day outlining and then catching up on any other assignments if I have extra time. However, on Monday I am doing my oral argument for my legal writing class And so I knew that I wanted to spend the bulk of my weekend working on that and making sure that I was ready for that. So I decided to like take some spare time today and get ahead on outlining. So I've outlined for three of the four classes that I need to, and I will just finish up. It's my contracts class that I still need to outline for. I'll finish that up tomorrow. And then that gives me a lot of more free time to work on my memo and work on my argument and make sure that's all set. So I figured I would let you know that is a bit different. That's also why I've kind of been working, you know, really long today. (laughs) Definitely the workload with law school ebbs and flows right now. It's pretty chaotic because it is kind of like midterm halfway point season where either you have like a midterm exam or assignments or things like that, or your professors are realizing that you're halfway through the semester and you still have a lot to get through. So they start you know, amping up the reading. That's the scoop of that. I figured I would explain what an outline is. It kind of explained my normal routine and why it's a little bit different this week. And now I will really talk to you guys tomorrow morning. So good night. Good morning, everyone, and happy Friday, TGIF. Thank God it's the weekend, even though I'm going to be doing a lot of work this weekend. It is currently, what time is it? It's 9.24 in the morning. I woke up around 6 and was just kind of hanging out and then I had to do a reading for my con law class. I realized that I may or may not have missed a case for the reading for class today. So I made sure that I went back and uh, read that. (laughs) But I just finished doing that and now I'm getting ready for the day. I'm doing my morning skincare, a little niacinamide, a little moisturizer, a little sunscreen, and yeah today is so on fridays i only have one class at two o'clock from two to four so i normally like to get a lot done in the morning so like i said i did some reading this morning and then i think once i'm done chatting with you guys i'm gonna go ahead and start editing my memo i'm trying to think of what else i want to get done today got the con law reading done gonna edit my memo outline my oral argument based on my memo i think like the approach i'm gonna take is i'm gonna edit one of the elements for my memo and then outline it for my oral argument and kind of go back and forth that way. I do want to try to ride the Peloton today. I've been slacking with the Peloton and I think it would be a nice little stress relief for me. And then what else do I need to do today? I feel like so much and so little all at once. I want to outline for contracts. I haven't gotten the review slides for my TA yet, but hopefully she'll send those out and I can do that today. And I do have to go to the Genius Bar today, which I feel like is never a fun time. But my laptop battery has been giving me a hard time. My laptop dies at 30%, which normally if you have a Mac, you know, like you get a like warning at 10% battery to plug in and then I think another one at like 
8 or 5 or something. So yeah, but now mine dies at 30%, so I don't even get the warning. It just dies on me. And the other night, I kept my laptop plugged in the whole night, and it barely charged. It got up like 30% in battery after being plugged in for like 9 hours. <laughs> So that was a bit concerning. So I'm going to go to the Genius Bar. They're probably going to tell me that I need a new laptop, but we're going to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, today I do have to go to a review session. We had an exam on research skills and citation for my legal writing class. So our TA is going to review the answers to those questions. I'm really happy with how I did on the exam, honestly, but there are a few questions that, you know, I just want to hear the explanation of why my answer was wrong and the right answer is right. So that way I know moving forward for those of you that don't know being a lawyer is really just a lot of legal research and writing like that's what you do every day so I've tried to take you know research citation writing just my legal writing class honestly in general very seriously because it really is the most applicable to practice so I feel like even though I'm happy with my grade happy with my score I do want to take the time to you know make sure I understand what I got wrong and why so yeah, I will do my best to keep you guys updated throughout the day. I think later tonight, once I'm ready to kind of unwind from school, I might start on the Notion train. I didn't, I wasn't super successful yesterday. So I might, you know, pop on some Netflix later tonight and ride the Notion train and let you guys know how it goes. Yeah, I will update you guys when something fun and significant happens. Hi everyone, it is now one. 11 p.m. So I, last time I chatted with you guys, I think was earlier this morning. So since then, I've just been working on editing my memo. And then I went to that exam review, figured out why I got the wrong answer for some of the questions. And I definitely feel better about it. And like, I wasn't too far off base. I was kind of thinking in the, along the lines of, you know, when professors try to like trick you where they give you like what is technically the right answer but it's not the best answer i hope this is making sense because i feel like it's not making sense but like sometimes you get multiple choice questions and one of the answers isn't wrong it's just not the best answer and so i think with me i picked the ones that weren't technically wrong but they weren't the best answer so like i wasn't completely clueless on how this stuff worked i just kind of got bamboozled a little bit by like the way that works hopefully you guys know what i'm talking about so yeah, I'm honestly right now feeling a little stressed. I ended up staying on with my TA after the review session just to ask about the rewrite of my memo. And I'm just really stressed out about that because essentially we submitted a draft of our memo and got a grade on it. And that was worth, I want to say 25% of our grade, something like that. And now we are doing a rewrite. So we got a grade and feedback on that memo and now we're doing a rewrite of it and resubmitting it. And that's worth 40% of our grade. And I'm just nervous because I don't want to make my memo worse, obviously. Like, I don't want to go off the rails and, like, make too many edits because I was happy with how I did on the first draft. But I also am, like, cognizant of the fact that other people are going to, like, be really putting in a lot of work to do better. So it's just stressful and I'm honestly feeling really stressed out about it right now. So I decided to close out of it for a little bit, not worry too much, and I'm going to go make some lunch, take a little break, and I will look at it after my Genius Bar appointment because I have class at 2 and then I have that appointment at 4.30. feel a little anxious this Friday afternoon. I'm sure I'm just like overthinking this a ton and it'll all be fine, but that's where I'm at. So I, at this point, will probably chat with you guys. Either I'll try to hop on after my class before I leave for the Apple store or I will talk to you guys when I get home. Good evening, everyone. I really, again, just don't know where the time went, but it is now 9, 12 p.m. So I think when I last chatted with you guys, I was about to go make some lunch. Then I had class from two to four. That class feels like it was six days ago right now, but I had my con law class. And then I left right after that to go to the Genius Bar with my laptop. And just as I suspected, my battery was failing and it failed the diagnostic test. And I somehow along the lines ended up with a new laptop. Basically, I was chatting with a guy at the Apple store and he was saying that, you know, the kind of turnover time frame when it comes to MacBooks is a lot of people get a new one within four to six years. That's just kind of the lifespan people 
find with their MacBooks. And so my Mac is six years old and I just kind of realized that the battery giving out was probably the first of many things giving out, if that makes sense. Like I kind of just knew it was a matter of time before other things would also start to fail on me. And my biggest fear is this computer crashing while I'm in law school, especially if I like lose files or what if it crashes like right before a big argument or like I have my internship this summer so that was a big fear also if i wanted to have the battery repaired i would have had to give my laptop up for one to three days for them to prepare it and unfortunately in this digital zoom university school of law world i just don't have three days that i could go without my laptop at this point point. and so i decided that since my laptop is in that four to six year range and it was starting to show you know, pretty significant signs of wear and tear that it was just worth the money now to get a new one in order to just save myself the stress and, you know, save myself from having to make little repairs throughout the next, what, year or so? Like, I probably only had a, a year left on this laptop, if anything, so I'd rather just pay for a new one now than pay for, like, little repairs throughout the year just for it to die. So, that's the scoop on that. Have a new laptop. I am recording this clip on my old one just because I haven't transferred everything over from this laptop onto the new one. So I'm going to do that slowly throughout the weekend, but I'm probably going to still be using this old one for a little bit just because I do have like my argument and everything. So I don't want to spend too much time trying to configure the new one. I'd rather focus on my oral argument. And then once that's done, focus on getting everything from this computer onto the new one and making sure everything's running smoothly. But yeah, so then I got, I ended up getting Taco Bell actually afterwards, which was delicious. I love Taco Bell. For anyone who's wondering, my normal order is a black bean quesarito, two Cinnabon delights, and a Baja Blast Zero. And so that is exactly what I got. Then I came home, I did not ride the Peloton because at that point I was full of Taco Bell and that just did not seem like a good idea. So we will ride the Peloton tomorrow. That'll be a tomorrow task. And then I started working on my outline again. Right now I'm reading through all of the cases. I'm literally sitting on my bedroom floor reading through all the cases that I cited in my memo and making little index cards so that I have those as like a little cheat sheet. Obviously I don't want to be flipping through. I have like probably a hundred pages of cases and obviously that's not super efficient to flip through when you're giving an oral argument so I'm putting them on little index cards and putting like the critical critical information from yeah. the cases onto the cards so yeah my dad just came into my bedroom so I got interrupted I don't remember what I was saying but yeah essentially your girl's got a new laptop your girl's reading through a bunch of cases I'm using sharpie on these index cards so that it stands out more so I am feeling a little dizzy why I decided to record because I think I was getting freaking high off of the Sharpie fumes. So that's where I'm at, having a wicked fun, wicked crazy Friday night, living the dream. You know how it goes. So at this point, I'm probably going to finish reading through these cases and then I'm going to go to bed. I will probably catch up with you guys tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is Saturday and so I don't have any like plan plans, like nothing that I have to do or go to. So I will probably just have like a chill morning and spend the afternoon, like late morning afternoon, doing more outlining for my argument. And I will try to keep you guys updated as that goes. So yeah, good night guys. Hello everyone. It is now Saturday and I'm not going to lie to you guys. It is currently 9.24 p.m. And I just completely forgot to update you guys all day today for a few reasons. Number one, I don't know why, but I put my microphone completely away yesterday. And so it wasn't out on my desk. And I just kind of completely spaced the fact that I was recording this episode. So that's definitely my bad. But also kind of a stressful day today. So I woke up around like 7 a.m. I let myself sleep in a little bit. I know. <laughs> That probably sounds literally crazy. Like someone's like someone saying that they slept in until 7 a.m. But I normally wake up around 6. So it is like kind of sleeping in for me. I kind of just spent the morning like relaxing. I rode the Peloton like I said I wanted to. So I'm proud of myself for that. And just kind of like made myself some breakfast. 
relax, watch some YouTube, all of that fun stuff. And then around noon, I started working on my oral argument outline and being completely honest, I'm just really stressed about that because I'm not the best public speaker. I've never been good at it. I've never liked it. I mean, I majored in English for a reason and it wasn't because I like to speak, obviously. So that took up a lot of time just because I spent so much time outlining and trying to prepare for it. And then I met up with a friend. Well, I didn't meet up with a friend. I met on Zoom with a friend to practice and I'm just feeling like I'm going to do a really bad job. So because I did such a horrible job of keeping you actually updated throughout the day today, figured I could take some time to give a bit of an update on how my mental health is doing because, you know, I I did the episode of my semester review and kind of talked to you guys about how I really struggled with my mental health last semester and especially during finals. So I figured I'd give a little update. So this semester I have been in therapy and I go to therapy once every other week. That has been really helpful to have sort of an unbiased person who literally can hear anything. Like I just always remind myself when I go to therapy that anything that I have on my mind, she's probably heard worse or at the very least she's heard like equally as like weird or intimate or like whatever it is. So I've gotten really good at just like opening up and talking about exactly what's on in my mind, exactly how I'm feeling, exactly what behaviors I'm seeing in myself or making habits of. And it's just really nice to be able to let all of that off my chest. However, to be like completely transparent, I can't go every week because I can't afford it. My insurance requires that I reach a deductible before it's covered, I think. I don't really know how insurance works, so if that doesn't sound right, I'm sorry. But as of right now, I do need to pay per session, and I just can't afford to do that every week. So I'm actually really lucky. I started meeting with a professor in my school's academic support program. Kind of met with him on the fly when I was feeling really stressed out about my contracts class. And somewhere along the line, I just kind of ended up disclosing exactly what I just said to you guys. And he was like, well, why don't you and I meet on the weeks that you don't have therapy and we can chat about how your anxiety is doing. That's another thing. Obviously, I think, you know, most of you guys have probably figured out I have anxiety. had anxiety for a really long time. I also think that at times my anxiety can lead to depressive episodes. I don't think I have depression or anything like that, but sometimes I do have some depressive episodes. I have some sort of support in place every single week this semester, which I think has been really, really helpful because when I feel myself feeling super stressed and super anxious, I just remind myself, okay, we'll talk about this in therapy or we'll talk about this when I meet with the professor. You know what I mean? Like it's not a never ending, like when is. When am I going to be able to release these feelings? Like I have a place to release them and that's been really helpful. Now with that being said, having any sort of mental illness like anxiety or depression, like no amount of therapy makes it go away. And I still am incredibly insecure in myself and in my abilities as a student. And I have a lot of superstition kind of, that surrounds my academic performance. I just believe that if I start having more faith in myself, I'm going to start failing because I've always not had any faith in myself and I've always surprised myself with how I've done and I'm afraid if I break that system, I'll stop failing. So I absolutely refuse, or I'll, sorry, I'll stop doing well. So I basically am at a point where I refuse to admit to myself that I deserve the good things that I get. I I'm in the habit of convincing myself that I don't deserve the good things that I get and that I only got them through some sort of luck or there must have been a mistake or, I mean, I can come up with any excuse in the book as to why I got a good thing and the excuse is never because I earned it or because I deserve it. So that's kind of the main thing that I'm working on and I mean, I'll even use my oral argument as an example. I just, I convince myself that I have no idea what I'm doing even though I follow 
everything that my professor says. I do all the readings. I do all, I watch all the videos. Like, I do what I'm supposed to do. But then when it comes time to do, you know, the big assignment, in this case, the oral argument, I just feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I spiral and think, I'm going to completely mess this up. It's going to be horrible. And then I'll probably get to the oral argument and do it and think that I did terrible and then probably not do as bad as I think. I just don't really know how to stop that cycle or how to give myself the credit that I deserve without it turning into, well, now I'm anxious that because I'm giving myself the credit that I deserve, everything's going to start falling apart. I guess that's something that I should definitely bring up in therapy and I definitely will bring up in therapy. I don't really know what my point is with this clip. I guess I don't really have a point. I guess my point is that you know, if you have anxiety and you really struggle with just under, I guess imposter syndrome, that's like the main thing that I'm dealing with. I have anxiety and I have imposter syndrome and I just really can't wrap my head around the fact that I deserve the good things that I get. I just convince myself that I don't deserve them and I don't really know where that stems from. I don't know why I can't just accept that I, I work really hard and so I deserve good things. But if you feel that way, you're not alone. You know, I'm hoping that when I do my semester review at the end of this semester that I have a bit more insight on how to start to accept that you deserve good things and start to accept that you deserve to be rewarded for the good work that you put in. But also, I hope I can provide more insight on the fact that your grades don't define you because like that's I guess that's where this all stems from anyways, is just completely defining yourselves by, or defining myself by, like, outside validation. And that's stupid, because all you're going to end up doing is chasing this outside validation, but guess what? Like, once you get one of those validations, now you just move on to the next, and you move on to the next, and you never feel successful. So, I guess... To sum up, my update so far on my mental health is that I, I do feel like I'm doing better having therapy and having a place where I can kind of check my feelings throughout the week and know that I have a place to kind of dump them out and work them through is really helpful. It's so, so helpful. But I'm not going to, you know, pretend to be someone who's like, I went to therapy and all my problems were solved. Like, I'm, I still deal with a lot of stress and I still kind of feel like I'm going to cry right now because I'm just so stressed about my oral argument and I'm trying to work on managing that stress. And then also, if it goes well, then I should celebrate that and I should be happy and proud of myself. Like That is like the main thing that I need to work on is just recognizing when I do the hard work and being okay with the outcome because I did the hard work. You know what I mean? As opposed to to just centering everything around what that letter grade is in the end. It should be centered around the work that I put in and what I learned from putting in that work. I don't really know if any of this made sense at all, but that is kind of my late night Saturday thoughts. So I'm probably going to read through my memo once before I go to bed. I'm probably just going to chill out and go to bed. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you are taking care of your anxiety or depression or anything that you may be struggling with and that you are doing okay. I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning and I will keep my microphone out on my desk so that I don't forget to update you guys. Tomorrow I do have a bit more work to do as far as getting some reading done and then really wrapping up this oral argument. So, yeah, I will chat with you guys tomorrow. Good night. Good morning, everyone, and happy Sunday. It is officially the last day of this little weekend in my life. It's currently 9, 12 in the morning, so I'm doing better than yesterday. I remember to update you guys this morning. I did leave my microphone out on my desk so that I wouldn't forget still feeling pretty anxious. I'm not going to lie. I just know that I really have to get my act together when it comes to this oral argument and I hope I can figure it out. But for now, I'm not stressing about that and I'm worried about getting my reading done. On Sundays, I like to do my torts reading for Monday, so my torts reading for tomorrow, as well as my property reading for the week just because my property reading tends to be pretty light 
Um, we normally don't have more than like 25 pages of reading, so I like just get it out of the way so that I don't have to worry about it throughout the week. And also because the reading tends to be pretty like straightforward, I would say of all my classes, the property reading is the one that I have to like really dig my hands into the least because the rules are just pretty straightforward. So I just finished the torts reading. I think I'm going to start in on the property reading once I'm done updating you guys. And then after that, I might take a little break, make some lunch. It's supposed to rain today. If it hasn't started raining, maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe I'll ride the Peloton. Maybe I'll just lay in bed. Who knows? But yeah, so I will update you guys once I finish the property reading to let you know how I'm going to break up my day. And then I will try to keep you updated as I work on my argument, just to kind of talk through how that works and what I'm doing to prepare. I will chat with you guys later. Good afternoon, everyone. It is now around 12.30. I did my reading that I wanted to get done. I did towards reading and then I did property. And now I'm going to take a quick break from school, have some lunch, and maybe go on a walk. And then I am going to get started on finishing up my outline for my oral argument. So yes, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on what I've been up to and I will chat with you guys later. Hello everyone, it is now around. It is around four o'clock. I just got out of a study group. Uh, so I took a little break from my oral argument, went to a study group. Today we were studying tort law, just kind of going over our outlines, what we went over in the past couple weeks, any questions we had. Yeah, that was my social interaction for the weekend. <laughs> I figured, I don't have, you know, a ton to update on right now, but I figured I'd kind of walk you guys through what exactly I did to prepare for my oral argument because I, you know, if anyone who is thinking about going to law school is listening and you're curious what goes into, you know, working on a big assignment like this, or if you're just curious about like what, you know, a law school assignment looks like and entails, I figured that might be useful. So for me, my oral argument is on a case. The facts of the case are completely made up. I'm, I think our uh, TA made up the facts, right? So it's not a real client, not a real person, not a real case. But we are given this fact pattern, and the fact pattern is based on real legal precedent. So in my case, our case is based in New York. So whoever wrote this fact pattern did research on the specific legal issue. For us, it's negligent supervision in New York and found a bunch of cases and then made a fact pattern based on how those cases rule. With something like tort law, which negligent supervision is a tort, a lot of the time, it's ruled by common law. There aren't statutes passed a lot of the time in tort law. It's all based on what other cases have decided. That kind of creates the law. And so our job and my job was to read through this fact pattern and do legal research to find these cases that outline what should happen based off of the facts. So I had already done this. I had also already written a memo, a legal memorandum, which is essentially just a long document that argues for what you want the court to do. And I had written this memo. I was assigned the plaintiff in my case. So I wrote a memo supporting the plaintiff. It, in order to support the plaintiff, that meant that I had to ask the court to deny a motion for summary judgment. So the defendant in our case moved for summary judgment. I won't bore you with what summary judgment is. Just know that it's a boring legal thing that you can do. And I argued against that because my client doesn't want that. So I had wrote this memo, already read all the cases, did all of the research, had thought about how my facts apply to the law and thought about how I could win the case for my client. And essentially the oral argument is just lifting that off of the page and spitting it out in front of a judge. And so I've relied heavily on my memo in order to outline this. I essentially went through and grabbed all of my thesis statements in my memo and turned that into a working outline. And I grabbed the most important cases that I used in my memo. I used about 12 cases in my memo. And so obviously you can't spit out 12 cases in an oral argument, especially because ours is only eight minutes long. But so I made sure to go in and grab the really, really important cases, the cases that I wanted to highlight and say, hey, if you look at how the court ruled in this case, it's really similar to what I want you to do here. So you should do it. 
And yeah, and we use what's called the folder method where you take a manila folder and on the front I put, I literally like verbatim put my introduction, like a script. I put my name, I said, my name is Kylie Chisholm and I represent the plaintiff you know, all of that so that I don't mess it up because I don't like public speaking and I'm going to be anxious. And the last thing you want to do is mess up your name on an oral argument. And then when you open my folder on the left hand side, I basically put a bunch of index cards. And in order to prove negligent supervision, you need to prove duty, breach, and proximate cause. It's not important that you know what those are. It's just that there's three main things that I'm trying to say, hey, if you put everything together, these elements are met. And so I essentially fanned out a bunch of index cards so that I can flip to them. I essentially, when I look at it, I can see, you know, duty. And then there's another card that has, you know, specific information about duty and then breach and so on and so forth. So I can easily flip up the cards. I know where everything is. So I can flip up the cards and see the more detailed information that I wrote on the cards without it all screaming at me at once. And then on the right hand side i did the same exact sort of format with the index cards i'll maybe take a picture of my folder and post it on our instagram when this episode comes out so you guys can see a visual because i'm not sure i'm doing a great job explaining it but i fanned out the cards again with all of the cases that i cited to so i had all 12 cases just in case my professor asked about one that i didn't include in my outline and again i had it so that the index cards were spaced so i could see the name of the case so i knew what card goes for which case could easily flip to you know one of the cases and see the facts holding and reasoning for that case at the bottom of my folder i put all the counter arguments so like i said there are people who are assigned the defendant and when i give my oral argument i will be in a zoom room with a student who was assigned the defendant so it's essentially like we're arguing against each other and so i wanted to make sure that i put down all the things that i expected him or that I expect him to harp on so that I already have a rebuttal sort of prepared. So for example, I don't know. So like, for example, the assault in our case happened off of school property. Most of the precedent applies it on school property. So the student would need to be on school property. So I knew that the defendant was going to say, hey, this is all that happened off school property. The school doesn't have any duty to supervise. So I had to think of a rebuttal. I won't share the rebuttal because I think that might be going a step too far. I am in law school. So if they're going to like sue me or something, they would know how to. Hopefully you guys get the point. And on the back side of the folder, I wrote out a long conclusion. I kind of just did it for fun because I knew I was going to be so pressed for time that I wasn't going to be able to say the long conclusion. So I spent more time on my short conclusion. Really made sure to, you know, nail it in, bring it home, drop the mic, mic drop, all that fun stuff. That is how I prepared for this oral argument. I'm still, you know, working on my folder. I'm practicing a lot. I was on a Zoom earlier before I had my study group with Anya. She was nice enough to hop on a Zoom with me so I could practice in front of someone. I prepared a list of questions that I thought I was going to be asked so she could interrupt me. That's another thing. You have eight minutes to give this oral argument, but my professor who's acting as the judge is going to interrupt me with questions during that eight minutes. So I have to get used to like stopping dead in my tracks and then giving the answer to the question and then kind of flowing back into my argument. And so she was nice enough to practice that with me. I'm going to make my parents practice with me a little bit more. And I think that I'm going to hop on a Zoom with some of my friends from Assumption and force them to do the same thing so that I'm not as shell-shocked tomorrow morning. So yeah, that's the scoop. I will probably update you guys one more time today before I wrap up this episode. Hello, everyone. So it is now actually Wednesday night. It's around 7.30, and I just have been so busy the last few days, I hadn't had a chance to update you guys with how the oral argument went, but I finally found the time. Sitting down, I'm sitting on my floor so we can get super candid, and yeah, so I had my oral argument Monday morning, and I think it went fine. You guys are probably like, Kelly, that's such a lame answer. I'm never, the, I've never been the type of person to be like, yep, I totally nailed that. I just, I don't know if I'm superstitious. I don't know what it is. I think I'm just very aware of the fact that like nothing is perfect ever. Like you can work really hard at something, but it's still never going to be perfect. And so I never want to like give myself the credit <laughs> of like, yeah, no, like I definitely nailed the argument. I don't feel like I nailed the argument. I know there's things I could have done better and I, there's things that I wish I harped on a bit more that I had prepared 
to harp on, but in the midst of being anxious, giving the argument, being asked questions, I just didn't get a chance to really nail them home or bring them home. I don't know what the phrase is. But yeah, so I think it definitely could have gone worse. Definitely could have gone better. I don't feel like I'm going to be like embarrassed by this in two years. Like I think I was relatively decent. Um, But we were told in class today that we won't know until next week how we did as far as grades go. And there's also awards to be given out. I'm not really holding my breath for an award. Like I said, public speaking is not my forte. It's not my comfort zone. I realize that I have a lot of improvement and work to do on it. I'm just proud of myself for putting in the work, putting in the time and the effort to do well on this. And I think, you know, considering how uncomfortable I feel with it and all of that, that I didn't do too bad. So yeah, if you have an oral argument coming up, I'm sending you all the good vibes. You're going to kill it. You're going to do amazing. I have no doubt in my mind. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening to this weekend in my life. I know that, you know, it's a lot of just homework, (laughs) but unfortunately that is the life of a law student. I can definitely try to do one of these on a more chill weekend so that you guys can see that law students do have a life because we do. But I hope this kind of gave you some insight into what it's like to, you know, be a full-time law student, get the work done, stress about oral arguments, all of that fun stuff. And do not forget to send us a voice message with one of the biggest lessons you've learned in this past year. You can send it to our podcast email, which is down in the description. It's two degrees hotter podcast at gmail.com, all in the description for you because we want to hear from you for our celebration episode and also make sure to follow us on instagram at two degrees hotter and leave us a five-star review if you've been enjoying the show and if you leave us a written review we will read it on the air i think that's everything again thank you so much for listening and anya and i will chat with you next tuesday bye guys (laughs) 